up, guys? This is Carly Janae, and I thank you for tuning in to the Naked and Exposed, the podcast. What is up, you guys? Welcome back. What is this, episode 11? I just wanted to apologize. I know that I said that I was going to drop a bonus episode But a lot has been going on, and in the midst of a lot going on, I realized that I skipped poem number five. (laughs) But it's cool, because God is in the details, he's intentional. So let's dig into that one, because I think it's perfect for where we are today. Memories. Digging through old memories, blowing off the dust of the moments that I buried when life got rough between dreams and nightmares, unable to discern the difference. So I hid them. Or at least tried to. These memories are pieces to a puzzle God wrote just for me. The pieces that did not fit. Picking up from other stories passing through, never meant to keep collecting disappointment that was never meant for me. It's amazing when you decide to sit still long enough to realize God has always been speaking. And now I know he shows us the vision so that we can trust him, gathering the pieces as we go. And if you know his voice and I know I do. You'll be able to discern which pieces were never meant to be a part of your story. Oh, how everything we've gone through had an exit plan at the time we just could not see. No wonder as I'm digging through all memories, blowing off the dust of the moments that are buried when life got rough, I can see the evidence of the Lord's handprint across them. So you guys, what is up? I already said that once, (laughs) repetitive. No, but seriously, I'm definitely just grateful. Because where I am right now, in April of 2019, is really learning how to trust who God says he is, his nature, his attributes. He says he's loving. He said he's kind. He says he's patient. He says he's steadfast. We know that his anger turns him to compassion because it's not his desire that any of us perish. But we also know that we perish from a lack of knowledge. And a lot of the times we are walking in this faulty perspective and this faulty identity and this identity that this world has told us to carry. Because we believe the lies that we're not good enough. We believe the lies that we have to control. That the power is, we have the power to control. And in part, that is true. Out of love, God gave us free will, free choice to decide on a daily basis to love him, to partner with him, or to run in the opposite direction with our flesh. And we know that to die is to gain we know in Galatians 5 it talks about being living in the flesh or living in the spirit and the goal is to live in the spirit where we exhibit the fruits of the spirit which is love joy patience kindness goodness faithfulness self-control gentleness I think I think I just mixed like two different versions but you guys it's Galatians 5 20 
22, if I'm not mistaken, 23, 22, 22, it's Galatians 5. Just read the entire thing in its entirety. And it's this notion that we have memories. We have things from our past that we have tr- been holding on to. And God's just like, so you don't trust me? And it's this notion that if God is for us, who can be against us? Seriously. If God says that he plans to give us hope in a future and not to harm us, if God says that he's not a man that should lie, where we get it twisted is believing the scripture that God says that he, he will give us the desires of our heart. Well, we miss the part where it says, delight yourself in the Lord and I will give you the desires of my heart, of your heart. And it's like delight. You have to delight. Like you have to love God with all of you. And love your neighbor as you love yourself. And just like any relationship, you want the best for that person. You want to do what is best for that person. And God is no different. If God says that you shall not lie, you shall not have sex before marriage, you shall not murder, you shall not do these things. It's not because he doesn't. And I have to be careful here. It's because he he's a protector. So we know a father gives protection, a father gives purpose, a father gives provision. It's God's desire to protect us. Read Exodus, read the story of Moses, read Moses helping free the Israelites through God's power. We know that Israel knew God's hand. We know that Moses knew God's face. And we are under a new covenant that allows us to really walk in intimacy with God. We know God is the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We know that God sent his only begotten Son to die on the cross so that we could have everlasting life because he was raised on the third day because he resurrected because he is alive because he is not dead and it's this notion that you are to take every thought captive second corinthians 10 5 and cast them down well how do you cast them down janae well i'm glad you asked you cast them down by the scripture verse philippians 4 8 where it says to think about what's good to think about what's just to think about what's lovely to think about what's pure you're supposed to fix your mind on what is better and not live in shame of oh i shouldn't have did that that's also guilt do not live in shame and guilt because we know in christ there is no condemnation And in Christ, if there is no condemnation, then it's this notion of accepting that you've made mistakes, of accepting that you've been living in the past, of accepting that who you are is not who God has called you to be, of accepting that your truth, your individual perceived realities is not the truth because God wants to show you his truth so that you can know the truth so you can start to see from his lens and start to see with his eyes because then you'll realize this battle is not against flesh and blood and I I believe my Bible says that in Ephesians 6 that this battle is not against flesh and blood that the true enemy is not the person who, who offended you and then it's this realization that we as a, a generation is sticking to what we have been told in the sense of, oh, I don't, I don't really care for church because they judge. Christians are judging. What? Like what? Judgment is only rooted, like it's only rooted in offense. You only feel judged when you feel offended. But why do you feel offended? Because there might be some truth in what the person is saying. And you have to learn the difference between conviction and condemnation. In Christ, there is no condemnation. 
But there is conviction where it helps you to acknowledge what is going on, to offer it up to God in in an apology, an acknowledgement, a repentance. And in repentance, you turn from that wicked way. You turn from that toxic thought pattern. You turn from it. But it's also this notion of giving yourself grace to start to build up the strength so that it no longer affects you. So when the thought comes in, you're like, hold up. My God says I am fearfully and wonderfully made. My God says that I am the beginning and the end. We know that God is the beginning and the end. The alpha and omega the first and the last. And we have an opportunity to be a part of the storyline, the bigger picture, our individual lives, our individual stories. Like God cared enough to create us to be a part of his plan. But the problem is you have doubt, you have fear, you have confusion, you have insecurity, you have pride, all wrestling in your mind because you never took the time to really learn who God is. And you've been We, so forgive me, because I too have done this. Again, it's funny that this is the poem that I skipped on accident. But it's this notion that God has always and will always be there. We know that he has gone before us to prepare the way. He walks with us beside still waters. He walks us through the valleys. We know that God comes with us in our pain. We know that our pain is the, the, the molting factor. For who will be, we will become. And I heard Carl Lentz say, your pain will either be your prison or your platform. And this is where you have the option to decide. You have the option to decide to partner with God, to offer up your pain and allow him into the spaces so that he can heal it and use it for the story. Because we know all things work together for the good of those that love him and are called according to his purpose. Forgive me. And it's all things work together for the good of those that love him and are called according to his purpose. Like we have been living in deception to really think that it's about us in the long run. As far as focusing on self, of self-preserving instead of getting on our knees Crying out to the father and asking him to show us truth, asking us to show him him, asking us to show us us so that one, we can learn our identity and in learning our identity, we can see the inheritance that he has laid before us. And in return, we can go out in the world and make an impact because it's less about us and more about what we're doing for the kingdom of God, because reality is nothing on this earth will stand. But you will stand naked and exposed before the Lord to whom you must give an account. And when you get there, you want him to say, good job, my good and faithful servant. Well done. Not get away from me. I never knew you. Like what? Like you got to understand, like it's less about this picture of hell being painted as like this, you know, just fiery furnace. It's this notion of complete separation and the realization that you had an opportunity now to walk in faith and not by sight, to get rid of the deception, to get rid of the pride, to get rid of the doubt, to learn truth for yourself, but actually be open to learning the truth. And so it's me again, knowing that some of the things that have transpired in my life was because of my decision, not because God did it. 
was because of the choice that I made against warning. Think about all the times that our parents have told us not to do something and we do it anyway. And I know myself back in the day in certain prideful moments in my mind, it was like, oh, I need to experience. I hear you. I hear you, mom, but I need to experience it. Oh, I got by the time I got ready to go to college, it was this notion that I am a believer that wisdom is a far better teacher than experience. And not to say we don't walk through things because we do. We we gain understanding through experience. But I don't believe that my mother and my mother's mother and the people before me went through certain things so that I could go through it. Nah, fam, I'm good. I'm really good. Like, really good. <laughs> And if I can take, instead of trying to reinvent the wheel, take what was done before me, hold on to those prayers, hold on to those breakthroughs and continue to forge the way, praise God. Because when I have children, they'll be able to build off of the foundation that I was able to build based on the foundation that I was able to build after my mom built. And it's this notion that my mom's floor is my ceiling and that's wild but what about you what is it that you have been neglecting because you haven't been able to really see the heart of the father that he has called you to do you are a generational curse breaker it does end with you poverty does end with you divorce does end with you children before marriage does end with you But it's sitting still long enough to realize God has always been speaking. And on today or in the near future or in the future period, when you sit still long enough to realize God has always been speaking, you'll realize as you allow yourself because of the lack of discipline of checking the thoughts that come into your mind, you'll start to realize like, hold up, let me take this thought captive. Wait a minute. God, you've been here. When that happened to me at six, you were there. When that happened to me at 13, you were there. And getting rid of this, well, he didn't, why did he let this happen? How could a good God let this happen? You guys, we live in a sinful world. Read your Bible. That's all I'm gonna say. Read your Bible. Read your Bible to test yourself approved. Read the Bible to walk in understanding and revelation. Read your Bible and stop listening to the watered down mess that is circulating. Stop it. Because you know that we live in a sin world, meaning that God has given us as humans the authority to take back what was already won on Calvary. The transfer of authority that was given back into our hands. But the problem is we don't know whose we are. And because we don't know whose we are, we don't really know who we are. And so it's easier to blame. It's easier to self-pity than to actually pick up our cross, leaving behind everything we find comfortable to chase after him. But God's doing it 24-7. He leaves the 99 to chase after you on a daily basis. He's in continuous pursuit. And so it's this notion for me of letting go of my control, of letting go of my need to strive, my need to prove myself, my need for recognition, because that holds no way. I want to know when I get to heaven that God is going to say, well done, because I put my pride aside 
stepped out of the boat to do what God was calling me to do because I took the time to learn him for myself. I laid aside my argumentative nature. I laid aside my pride because we know pride comes before the fall. But again, as you listen to this, there is no condemnation. So I come against shame in the name of Jesus. I come against guilt right now in the name of Jesus. I come against fear right now in the name of Jesus. That is not your portion to carry. But if you feel convicted, if something in you is making you be like, wow, God, I have literally been walking in the dark. That's fine. Give it to him. He loves you. He's a good, good father. And remember, I said in God's word, he said, it is not my desire that any of you shall perish. It is not his desire. And he's standing two different visuals, arms wide open, come to me, or he's knocking, will you let me in? And as you continue to dig through the memories, you'll realize that evidence of his handprint has always been across it.